versus Renault Clio on the C3007 at Freystrop on September 5th, and a drug swipe gave a positive reading. The court heard that the tree surgeon, Ross, who's 28, was previously of clean character. Jonathan Webb defending said he had taken cannabis the previous evening and thought that he was fine to drive the next day. At 7pm the next day, there was an amount found in his system. Mr Webb added that Ross could lose his job as a result of a driving disqualification. Magistrates banned Ross from driving for 12 months and fined him £253. A Haverford West man failed to make a clean getaway when he stole a hoover to fund a heroin purchase. Stuart John Burgess appeared before Haverford West magistrates on February 11th to plead guilty to theft from a shop. Vaughan Pritchard Jones, prosecuting, said 42-year-old Burgess entered little stores in Haverford West with a group on October 24th. He said the defendant was seen acting suspiciously and then was seen rushing towards the exit. A store employee chased after him and checked his bag. No items were found, but CCTV revealed that a candy cordless hoover worth £79.99 had been stolen after an empty box was discovered abandoned in an aisle. Pritchard Jones said that the defendant eventually admitted in the interview that he had taken the hoover. It is not quite understood how he got it out of the store. Magistrates fined Burgess £120 and ordered him to pay £79.99 compensation to the store, £85 costs and a £32 surcharge. Over £1,100 was raised for the Pembrokeshire Counselling Service from the recent soup and pudding lunch organised by Manabir Newton fundraisers. There were two hours of hectic activity both in the kitchen and in Lamphy Village Hall where over 100 people were catered for. All the tables were beautifully laid and decorated with spring floral arrangements. Visitors from all over the country relaxed over their lunch chatting with old friends and making new ones. Along with four flavours of soup, there was a tempting array of desserts, both hot and cold, with takeaways also available. The organisers would like to thank everyone for supporting this event and consequently an important local charity. They also appreciate all the extra help from our supportive friends for washing up, clearing tables, waitressing, raffle and food donations, and for taking care of the finances. And in sporting news, Nayland are set to make the quarterfinals of the West Wales Cup. Nayland AFC seems set to be dramatically reinstated in this season's West Wales Intermediate Cup after it emerged that Rose had been removed from the competition. The Neath-based team beat the Nomads this month to seemingly book a place in the quarter-finals, winning an epic game 5-4 after extra time. But on Sunday night, Rose confirmed via social media that their fifth substitute that day had been deemed ineligible by the West Wales Football Association and they had therefore been thrown out. As it stands, Nayland are still awaiting official confirmation of their progress, but competition rules make it almost certain that they will now be in the last eight for the first time in their history. I'm Charlie James, and you're up to date on Pure West Radio. Pure West Radio, for Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire. People are strange, when you're a stranger, faces look ugly when you're alone. When you're unwanted, the streets are under When you're down, when you're strained Faces come out of the rain When you're strained No one remembers your name When you're strained Strange 
Good evening and welcome to Healthy Minds and Healthy Lives with myself, Hector. Good evening, Brown. And we have an extra very special guest, Nicole. Hi. Now, Nicole, and let me, excuse me if I don't get this right, Nicole Alstrand. Alstrand. Alstrand, I do apologise, <laughs> even though okay. I wrote it down, but I have put it on the computer, right? Hello to Facebook Live, you're watching. Uh, you are a life coach and spiritual teacher. Yes, I am. Would you like to inform me and everyone else listening a little bit more about that, please? A little bit more about that. <laughs> a little bit more about that, please. Well, what I do is I, I'd like to say that I hold the hearts of the leaders of a new world. Yeah. Which means that those leaders, CEOs, managers, business owners who um, who don't really feel like their like the more traditional management style is their style. And they're seeking for new ways to run their business or to run their team. And okay. I work with them because usually what they are missing is a spiritual um, equation in their work so I bring that spir- spirituality into the business world basically that and that cannot be a bad thing no I'm and I, I think it's very necessary <laughs> no, we, we were just having a very interesting conversation off air which I'm sure we we're going to get to later on but it was about the difference between positive thinking and negative thinking and what did you call me negatively motivated yeah you did, didn't you? Because you got out of bed for, for not getting sacked. Exactly. It's like, I get out of bed because I won't get sacked it's, if I, I do mean, it. I mean, we will Which go on to this later on. Yeah. So I'm jumping the gun a little bit. But I did think that was quite that was quite funny. Uh, that was negative moment. I like that. I really <laughs> do like that. Anyway, my friend Hector, how are we doing, buddy? I'm very good. Thank you, Bram. Very, very good. Okay, so this evening, the theme of the show is we're going to be looking... What we've been doing so far with the show, as you know, and uh, listeners will know, is we've been looking at mental health from a fairly traditional perspective i think yeah. in terms of the kind of the way that it would work traditionally in most counseling situations but particularly in the kind of nhs kind of environment so we thought it'd be really really interesting just to have a kind of t- a different perspective on what do we think is mental health mental health um and different ways of looking at it and maybe different ways of kind of approaching helping people with any kind of difficulties with their with their mental health and hence nicole has very kindly joined us and we're gonna have i think we're gonna have a really interesting conversation uh, this evening and as always we're going to invite everybody who's listening or watching via the facebook page to please message in any comments any questions we'll try and get around to um uh, answering any of those so that is the theme of the of the show for this evening Okay, so maybe we could start then, <laughs> Nicole, with what do we think we mean by mental health? Yeah. That's not a bad start point because that is the theme of the of the show. So, from your your, I'm, I've got a, a sense of it. I think from my mm. uh, from my work and my training and stuff. What from your perspective, what would you mean by when we talk about kind of mental health? Well, it's um, just just before we got on air. Um, I just said to you, like for me, mental health, the word or the the words mental health Mm -hmm. actually have a negative association. So they have a, for me, when I think of mental health, I think of the depression and or the bipolar or all the labels Mm. that we put on people who might struggle with mental health. So um, in in the the lead up to the show, I was I was contemplating for myself so if if what would it what what would be 
Um, how, we are very good in recognizing what negative mental health would be or how, how we recognize people mm-hmm. who, have, who struggle with mental health. But how would you recognize people who are very uh, mentally healthy? Okay. So that raises then the question, what is mental, being mentally healthy? Mm-hmm. Um, and what does mental health mean? So for me, I, I don't know, the, the actual definition of mental health depends on how you look at it but for me it says something about the state that your mind is in or mm-hmm. that the way that you that you have a strong sense of of rational and possibly mm-hmm. also of of yourself yep. and who you are mm-hmm. and what you stand for and i think that is a very spiritual approach as well it's, it's a lot of things that i bring into my uh, work and what i do is is for people to really get into what it is you know who who are they really mm-hmm. in truth and who are, who are they underneath all the conditioning and all the things that other people might say that they are? Who are they and what do they believe in and what do they stand for? And I think that if you really know that and you're really centered in that and you're grounded in that, that you're very mentally healthy and okay. very strong, okay. which is something else as being stubborn <laughs> <laughs> or being strong minded. You know, So there's very different um I don't, I, I know it's just something that I like to that I was contemplating about. Okay, so. no, I think that's a really good point because we were talking that uh, the three of us and, and kind of and then now we're putting it out uh, to the audience and hopefully we get some feedback on the Facebook page. That you know what what do we mean by mental health? As Nicole's saying, it's a kind of often got connotations. If you say uh, mental health, you assume that there's some kind of problem going mm. on with somebody. Uh, and then I was saying that there's now a kind of uh, a, a kind of school in psychology where they talk about positive psychology and they're they're really interested in resilience which i think is the same sort of thing what yeah. you're talking about maybe just using slightly different words you know why you know why in, in adversity are some some people more resilient to being able to manage those difficulties compared to to other people and i think that's kind of what you're saying yeah, yeah? would that be fair well to say? resilience i think yeah um I find in my line of work that when you when you are struggling in any way in your life, that is usually it's usually got to do with some point of of uh, doubt or um, uncertainty, mm-hmm. which you could you could label as a mental health issue. Um, obviously, that brings up all kind of emotions. So the emotion. Uh, the emotional awareness is a big part of that as well and then your emotions actually give you a very clear point of reference as to where you are mentally Mm -hmm. Um, if you're feeling really crap (laughs) that's usually because there is a thought underneath it that is not necessarily suiting you or serving you on 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 a mental level Um, Whereas if you feel really good, um, I would say that your thoughts are very positive and they're elevating you Mm -hmm. and they serve you. So um, for me, you can look at that as something that has to do with mental health, but there's a very strong spiritual uh, approach in that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, spirituality meaning, okay, so what can you, um, who who are you again? Who are you? And are you... In course, someone who thinks, who looks at life in a negative way or in a positive of way. Course, yeah. um, and for me, spirituality is about believing that in truth, life is meant to be a joyous experience. So can you align your thoughts with that belief, with that faith? 
and then using that fate as a way to pull yourself out when something happens. Mm -hmm. So even if something happens, and this is where resilience comes in, is to continuously believe, okay, but life is meant to be a joyous experience. So if mm -hmm. this happens to me, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And then you go into the self-reflection, the self-awareness without getting into self-judgment and mm -hmm. self-loathe. Um, so there's, I think that's where the line is, is that if you get into self-judgment and self-loathe, that again says something about how you look at life, mm -hmm. positively or negatively. Is it a slight little bit of, not self-loathing, no, but a, nice, a little bit of self, maybe not self-judgment, maybe self-awareness. Yes, uh, I like the word awareness. Yes, that's why I thought very long, <laughs> long and hard about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually um, um, I didn't even mention this to you, um, Brem. But one of the I've I've just today um, launched a new modality that I've created called Infinite Awareness. Yeah. And um, which I'm sure you might have just picked up from my website. Then. No, no, I've, oh! been, I've been chatting. I'm <laughs> so on the, Facebook. The word awareness live, literally so just no, going. No, literally, <laughs> I was scrabbling around in my brain, going, "No, you can't do loathing, can't do negativity. We're trying to be positive." So that's why I thought. I thought awareness. Well, you're more than welcome to do negativity, but I'm, I'm really good in putting it, making it positive. Oh, it's going to be a long show. I'll tell you what, can I just dive in here? Because I, uh, I know that a lot of your approach, Nicole, uh, you talk about kind of spirituality. Can I just sort of say, um, what do we mean by spirituality? Because I think that is, a, is something that could mean a lot of things yes. to a lot of pe people. And I'm going to be bit devil's advocate i think for many people they, we might think oh god spirituality they're talking about religion mm. from your perspective to start with what do you mean by spirituality spirituality <coughs> for me has not necessarily got anything to do with religion mm -hmm. um actually i i wrote a piece about it the other day saying that for me there is a big difference between faith and religion and so faith for me stands for believing in yourself and finding the strength within yourself. Whereas what I see a lot of religions do is uh, referring people to an external source. And for spirituality for me is really the, the, is to go inwards and to look inside of yourself and find that strength within you, which I think makes you a lot uh, more resilient because then you don't need anything or anyone else around you um, to to make you feel happy. Mm -hmm. So spirituality for me is to find the strength within you and find what it is that makes you happy intrinsically so that you can be happy on your own and then share that happiness with the people around you. Okay. I think that's how you are. You cool. know, I, I think that's the most yeah, beautiful yeah. gift you can give anyone. I agree. Is to share your happiness. We've with had them. a question come in for you on Facebook, Nicole. Mm -hmm. uh, they haven't left a name, so ever uh, please put your names to questions. <laughs> in, of course, unless you don't, unless you want to be hidden. But then, kind of on Facebook Live, so you're not really being hidden anyway. Uh, just tuned in. My question: What practical day-to-day -day efforts can we make to change our potentially negative thought patterns? That's a very nice question. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll show you go to a tune what you think about that. <laughs> I can answer that. Uh, yeah. Go on, Nicole. You well, go first. Well, the, the, oh, go, yeah, go. What I believe is that there is a um, the, the so-called gap that we see between a positive and a negative um, approach for me lies in the emotional awareness. And so to become really aware of what is that you're feeling. And what I see is that a lot of people look at their emotions as either negative or positive. Yeah. 
Whereas within the negatives, uh, within the negative emotions, there's a whole range of different kind of things that you can feel, and within the positive uh, scope, there's a whole range of emotions you can feel there as well. Yeah. So to become aware of what you're feeling, so when you're when you again awareness, it starts with awareness, mm-hmm. is to train yourself on becoming aware in the moment when you're when you're thinking negatively about yourself. So say that you're in front of the mirror. And you look at this is something that I see a lot of women do. That's why I bring it up. <laughs> so right, men and I, as well, and, don't and I did it because <laughs> I, you know, I, I lived a life. I was severely obese. I've been looking in the mirror for almost 10 years every single day, hating myself and, and disliking myself. So I know what it is like to stand in the mirror and just not liking what you see. And to get yourself out of that loop is such, 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 uh, it's, it can be such a struggle. Yeah. But to stand there um, and to look at yourself that way, um, for me, what I my in my experience, the only way to get out of there is to really feel what it is that you're feeling, and this can be so painful, which is why a lot of people avoid it and want to avoid it. Yeah. But you got to go through the pain to get into the pleasure. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> you know, you yeah. got to go feel that I'm pain, that. feel it, because the moment you feel it, it loses its grip on you. And then you can start looking at what is the, men- the mental belief underneath it. And this can be anything. It usually got something to do with unworthiness. But in my case, it had something to do with feeling too much as well. Okay. Um, and then when you when you can change that belief, then you can start building it up and look at it uh, from a more positive of perspective. But on a day-to-day basis, it starts with awareness. It's, look at, it's like, oh, I'm looking in the mirror here now. And I think, oh, I really don't like, I don't know. I don't like the size of my bum, whatever. And just be be aware of the fact that you're thinking that. That's yeah. the first step. Don't try to change it right then because it probably won't you won't you won't do that in one day. But just be aware of the fact that you're thinking that. That already is the biggest step. Be aware of that you're thinking negatively. And then the moment you think that, you think okay, what kind of thought would I like to replace that with? Well, better one, positive one, okay. a more positive one. But this can be. This is. I mean, there's more to it than this. But this is on yeah, a yeah. on a day to day basis. This could that was work. sent in by Charlie. So thank you, Charlie, for sending okay. the question. <laughs> um, it's interesting because we are kind of the we're, we're talking and looking at the kind of um, uh, different approaches to mental health. But and what I'm hearing actually is exactly the same. We mm. use slightly different language, but from uh, from my perspective, if you like. Uh, what we would help in response to the question is uh, I think the same that you're saying Nicole is that you help people to become aware of um, when they're feeling what they're feeling yeah. and then we I would then try and help them to, to be aware of what the thought is preceding that and one of the things I just I'm just going to throw out there really is because I, I hear it quite a lot is that people talk about oh I've got to go from negative thinking to positive thinking and and it's very black and white and i and i kind of say well i don't know how i don't whether you agree or not i don't know how realistic that is because mm. if you've got a kind of blindly positive view of the world and your life i, I don't know how helpful that is because there are times when things are difficult maybe yeah. more of a balanced perspective is going to help change how you feel so that would just be no, a, a slightly different way of 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 talking about and thinking about the same thing but once you've got an awareness of what's of that process the thinking and then the feeling then you kind of then yeah. you can do something about yeah. it. I think that's what you're saying, isn't it? Yeah, and I remember um, when we um, met up a few weeks ago, 
uh, an example is that um, if you're if you're in the middle of that pain, there is no point of saying to someone in that pain. So what kind of thought would you like to replace that with? In that moment, you're going f you i feel really crap you know if you just experience something extremely traumatic or painful mm -hmm. it's too soon in that moment to try and think something positively all you can do in that moment is to feel the pain and and what helps me is one mantra when i'm in that is this too shall pass this too shall pass this too shall pass that's the only thing i just keep keep saying to myself yeah. it will pass but in that moment i mean F man, it it hurts, it and that's hurt. why so many people just they just avoid it. But you mm. it, you gotta feel it. I've got to feel it. You've got oh. to appreciate it. I mean, <laughs> and, and going back to Charlie's question, there, there's something in that, isn't there? I, that um, I think one thing you can do, kind of therapy wise, is is help people to gain that awareness, help them to find a more balanced way of thinking. But if you can do that, maybe when they're not in the depth of the pain, mm. they're then starting to prepare themselves for if and when. Yeah. that returns or they go through another difficult phase in their life so I, th I think you're right when it's when you're in the depths of it, it's really difficult yeah. to to hear it as an individual or to you know to say it to, to somebody else and actually if you if you don't mind me adding something to that is um is one of the the things that when i uh, was in the lowest part of my life so to say I couldn't hear anyone giving me any advice. I couldn't. I couldn't stand it. I couldn't yeah. hear it. I couldn't take it from anyone or from no one. They just had to back off and leave me alone, basically. Just going to pause you there, only oh. because we've had something come back in from Charlie as well, <laughs> which, which leads on very nicely from what oh, you're saying. There we go. Uh, Charlie again says, I'm always told consistency is key. How can someone learn to be more consistent? For example, meditating daily to become more mindful to prevent negative thinking from having a long-term impact. How can it be consistent? How can it, consistency is key. How can someone learn to be more consistent? As in, how can they learn to be more consistent? How can you teach yourself to do those exercises every day? So we've established that we need to uh, change our thinking. Mm. We've established that mindfulness, meditation, grounding, all the things we talk about mm. on Healthy Minds mm. uh, to do it. But like Charlie says, it's like exercise, isn't it? It's practice. It's practice. Well, I have, a, I have a very interesting perspective on it. I'm actually curious to hear what you think here, Hector, as well. Is um, um, because I think you can you can look at this in a very almost scientific approach as well, which I is like that science. well and science is good. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but um, now what I what I know is that our our brain gets wired um, from a very early age, uh, usually about you know basically it's there to keep us safe. Yeah. So whenever we experience something and we survive it physically your brain marks it as something that is safe. The experience itself is safe. Okay. Even if that experience, when you look at it uh, from a very rational perspective, isn't necessarily the best thing for you, which is why a lot of people, when they experience abuse, but they survive it, they get into, their brain marks it as something as safe. So they will, that, that same brain will do everything in its power to get you back in the same scenarios because that brain knows that that scenario, you've survived it before and you can survive mm -hmm. it again, which is why it is so difficult to come out of addiction, for example, because your brain is literally wired Always against your favor. Mm -hmm. um, so when it comes to changing habits, and this is something that you find with meditation or anything, 
it's a process of rewiring your own brain. Mm. But when you start doing that, your brain will start literally saying, hey, but this is a new experience. We've never done this before. Are you sure? Are you really sure you want to change? Are you really sure? Which is why when you sit down in meditation, your brain just goes, I don't like this. I really don't like this. Oh, I can't do this. This is not for me. No, why am I even trying this? I can never shut up. No, this is this is not me. And after five minutes, they give up. It's it's and this is where um, what I call space holding comes in for yourself. Um, you can you can learn how to do it for yourself. And this is something that I teach others um, to do for other people as well, okay. is to, again, be aware of the fact that your own brain in this sense is, quote unquote, working against you. And you have to just create the new experiences because the moment you create new experiences, your brain will mark them as safe as well. So the more positive experiences you create, the more positive, you know, your brain will actually work in your favor saying, oh, but, oh, but we survived that meditation session of an hour last week. Maybe that's okay. Maybe we can do it again. And that's you learn, you learn a new But literally, you know, and it takes <coughs> at least three weeks, they say, to learn a new habit. Yeah, 21 days to learn a habit and 28 days to stop a habit. Is that what it is? Or is it the other way around? Well, I mean, I think that's what I meant by, um, just following on from what you're saying, Nicole, I think that's what I meant by kind of practice that actually the yeah practicing to do something over time then starts to reinforce the, the benefits of doing that i think yeah. that's kind of what you're saying isn't it it's, so, it's I mean, just that it's it what i find so much is that there's judgment when you're practicing judgment about why why can i not do this mm -hmm. you know people want to they want to be good at it right away um, and it is practice, but also the under, it really helped me to know, to know how my brain works in mm -hmm. that sense and to just be more compassionate towards myself and thinking, OK, I don't have to do this, by the way. I don't have to do this. Uh, so, I mean, to, yeah, you know, I'm just going back to Charlie's question then about how to be, you know, how do you learn to be consistent? Practice. Mm. Practice. But also maybe it's about expectation. I wonder what the expectation, just what you said then made me think about, you know, what's the expectation that we put on ourselves when we start learning something new? Is it that I have to be, you know, consistent immediately at this new uh, task or skill or whatever you want to call it and maybe we just if, if we change our expectation maybe the pressure comes off and then maybe it's just kind of a bit more a bit easier and we're a bit more relaxed when it comes to learning new things trying to be a bit more consistent in the new mm. skill or whatever so that might be something well, to try to think that is, about. I'm going to stop you there because <laughs> I'm going to take a break now. I'm going to send an SOS an SOS out because we've only got one tea bag and there's three of us that want to cup oh, of tea. Oh, no! So if anyone local can drop some tea bags in, we would greatly appreciate it. We're going to cut to um, a couple of tunes just where we all get a cup and a little refreshment here because we've got dry mouth. And where all three of us will be back very, very shortly. So don't go anywhere. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back with Healthy Minds, Healthy Lives.
For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, Pure West Radio.
Oh, I almost ruined his feel good then. I almost jumped in on it. I almost <laughs> cut James off in his prime. But luckily I didn't. James Brown there living in America. And before that, fantastic song by Bruce Springsteen at Born to Run. Mate, you haven't given me any songs this week. I've noticed that. You haven't what? We haven't chosen any we of our own songs, songs yet. No, Would we you wondered. like a song? I haven't even asked you. I mean, what kind of radio show doesn't ask the guest if they'd like to choose a song? Oh, why me? Just have a think about that and we can yes. stick it on. <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spotlight. So welcome back to Healthy Minds, Healthy Lives with myself, Bram and Hector, and our wonderful guest this evening, Nicole. I'm not even going to bother trying to pronounce your Oh! <laughs> maybe, maybe. I'm writing it a lot. I've typed it three times. I've got it a day. Uh, you have a website. Yes. And uh, I'm just about to upload it to the page so people can access and have a look at it. I've just perused Thank it. You. It looks. It's a very nice website. Thank you. It does the job. Okay, so welcome That's back very to. Kind of you to say. <laughs> well, I'm not, a web, I'm not a website expert or anything, but when you go to a website, you want it to represent what it's, what it's selling. You want it straight away to get a feel of what it's selling. You don't want complexity, and it's a lovely website. It looks very nice, and it's very easy to use, and it represents what it's selling. <laughs> not that I'm a website. Anyway, I'm okay. a healthy mind. Okay, let's Hello. get focused. Let's get back focused on the show. Welcome, as I, uh, as uh, Bram was saying, welcome back to the. Uh, uh, once a month show on uh, Pure West Radio uh, with myself, Hector and Bram and our Hi. guest this evening, uh, Nicole. Just to remind people that the show is, um, we talk about kind of issues around mental health and we've discussed a number of specific topics uh, over the last few months. This evening, uh, we're having a conversation and people are joining in on Facebook and please do send in your comments and questions on the Facebook page for Pure West Radio. And we're talking about kind of uh, different perspectives. We started off with different perspectives of mental health, but I think we're now starting <laughs> to find some f quite a lot of similarities from my approach to working with mental health and, and Nicole's and, and Bram's as well. Can I just remind everybody that there's a theme that we have running throughout uh, the shows over the last few months, and that is uh, every month we're trying to do it. Maybe Nicole can join us uh, this this time as well, that we think about, and we've uh, kind of suggested to people that they think about at the end of each day or every couple of days, three things that have gone mm. well, three kind of good things that have gone well in the day that they can then either say to themselves or write down. And we were saying that some, some people kind of then it just becomes part of the conversation at the end of the day with friends, partners, families or whatever. And it's not the big things. It's not the lottery win. It's just something that gave us pleasure or that we enjoyed or that was just a kind of mm. nice nice thing today so just remind everybody that um you know keep doing that <clears throat> any okay should we uh, do it some, are we doing it on the show is that let's what you're do saying? it let's yeah, do it on the show okay who wants to go first then i'll go first tonight because normally you go first <laughs> so tonight well what went well well i got out of bed I'm I'm not going to argue my motivation at this point in time. <laughs> I got up and went to work and that went work actually went really well. Had a couple of assessments in work and had a real good positive day. Had my supervision today and that I suppose that's what went well really mm. with my team leader and my team and that was some very positive feedback and some good goal setting and stuff for the future. And um, coming to the show, man. I mean, it is kind of a bit of highlight for the month. It's good fun. It's great to do the show with my best friend Hector. So yeah, it's that's the three things for me. Okay, Nicole. On the spot? Yeah, no, that's all right. I want uh, something that 
went really well today is that I managed to finish the website and launch it actually today. You should be launched today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bravo! That's something you. I've been working. No, that's why it's so funny. Um, yeah, I've worked on this one for for, for over two months roughly. So it's literally just gone live about half an hour before the show aired. So that gone really well. Um, what else went really well is that. Um, Finally, the plumber came around and fixed some of my radiators, so that went really well today. <laughs> and I do a spiritual practice every morning, and that went really well today as well. It's a gratitude practice. So I start my day and I finish my day with looking at things that I'm very grateful for. So oh, okay. That's really well too. Okay, I'll do my three in a minute, but that's really interesting because last in last month's show, we were talking about lots of things around kind of resilience and well-being. Mm. And one of the things we talked about was inviting people to do... Uh, what we were calling um, a gratitude journal yeah. every day yeah. or every few days or every week just yeah. to kind of focus on, on you know, what you're grateful for in your life. Um, so there's loads of overlaps. I think <laughs> there would be. Okay, so for me, what went well? Okay, um, on the way home from work, uh, I was thinking about lots of other things and then I kind of looked up no I didn't look up because I was driving I, I refocused the way I was kind of looking <laughs> and um, I can't I just saw the sky and it just reminded me of of, uh, of quite how beautiful and magnificent the, the kind of the way the, the light was coming yeah. down to the clouds how mm. amazing it is to kind of be living in this, this part of the world in Pembrokeshire um, work wise uh, I felt and I don't know if the person I was in the room with felt the same, but I felt that uh, some work I was doing with somebody went very well today, this morning. Cool. Um, I, I, I think, I hope it was. And <laughs> uh, like Bram, um, what went well, I, I, uh, I'm here because I'm really enjoying doing the show. Hmm. And it's, you know, I think it's going well. There's good energy in the room. Um, and it's great to have Nicole in here with us. Okay, so... As always, remind people to carry on with your gratitude journal, your what went wells. It's just kind of focusing on the on the more kind of um, the more positive things mm. that are going on in our in our lives. Can I, can I ask you a question as well before we? Yeah, you, you're putting me yes. on the spot, so I'm going to ask yeah, you. Yeah, I like this. <laughs> Whoa, this is good. You don't have to answer no. I, I won't. If but, I won't. Well, thinking okay. about, about the gratitude journal because one of the things, like I I mentioned it before, I really I. All the work that I do doesn't come from studying, it comes from experience. So I okay. lived I lived about, I always say, about 15-odd years, um, just living a life that made me feel very unhappy. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't anyone's fault in particular, other than me just trying to find a way out. But one of the things that I struggled with during those periods was finding things that I felt grateful for. Mm -hmm. So in your line of work, when you when you talk to people uh, about gratitude, do you, like how would you motivate them to find something that they can be grateful for um i think it's the same way that i would kind of suggest um people approach the whole you know what went well or you know three things that are, that you're that you were pleased with i think it's just the simple things mm. so, you know that's why for me it, it is something as simple as as the sunlight coming through the clouds because yeah. it just made me feel a bit different and a, in a positive direction so i think um, I th how do you motivate people? I think you just encourage them to do it. And it's mm. like uh, the questions that Charlie came in with earlier. I think it's just practicing 
to do it um, <clears throat> and the more we do these things the more we get a benefit from him I think, sorry to interrupt, but from my perspective and my current role and stuff, motivation comes from the person because you you just lay out to them, they ask me, how am I going to keep this? How am I going to motivate this? Well, how has your current thinking and living got you? Mm -hmm. If that's not your motivation to change, then you haven't really got one mm -hmm. and you're not at that part of the yeah. cycle yet. Yeah. Interestingly enough, do you sign up to that if it, with, with your outlook on life, the cycle of change? Sorry, say again. Do you, do, do you does your outlook on on healthy minds and what we're talking about? Do you sign up or do you believe in the cycle of change that everyone has to be at a certain point on the cycle of change when they're ready to make any kind of decision? Because um, all we're talking about really, yeah, is people changing their thinking yeah. way. So it's 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 kind of along those lines. So yeah. I just wondered. It just well, I I what I really liked first of all about what you said. Hector was just because uh, I I heard myself phrase the question saying what do you do to motivate people and as I was phrasing the question I thought that's an interesting question because it would imply that we can motivate other people whereas I totally agree with what you're saying motivation comes from within it's not our job to motivate anyone it's not our job to fix anyone it's not our job to make anyone mentally stronger what I believe that we do is to hold the space for someone to uh, pull themselves out of it or in, or or into a different kind of life experience, so to say. So when you say when you're talking about the cycle of change, um, and I look at it in my own life and also with the clients that I've worked with, yes, to a certain extent, because okay. for me, like um, yeah, I had to really hit a big fat whopping wall for me <laughs> before yeah. I would get into action and actually change something. But n I've actually now, and this about three years ago this happened, um, realized, hold on, what if I actually start making changes before I hit the bit fat whooping wall? Is there a way for me to see that wall coming and make sure that I take action before I get to that mm. point? And again, this comes to rewiring and, and, and making a conscious decision about how, how you want to live your life, basically. It's true. Instead of being subjective to the circumstances and what comes to you, can you make a conscious decision about how you want to live your life and start acting on it that way? So it's, it's much about empowering and, again, knowing who you are, but also knowing who you want to be. So you can know who you are now. Um, and you can identify with certain things or that you feel that you are. For a long time, I felt like like an overweight woman. And even when I lost all the weight, it took me a while to get rid of that label. It's like, okay, in, I don't... In your own mind. In my own in mind. Own mind yeah. So, but that was, was me changing my awareness to who I am now. It's like, okay, I'm not that overweight woman anymore. I'm, I'm just a normal size, you know fit woman whatever healthy woman that's now yeah but then i can also look okay so but who do i want to be in the future and i'm talking about in this case about weight but it can also just be about behavior um, or where you want to be with your relationships or where you want to be with your with your work mm -hmm. um what <coughs> motivates you forward and i think a lot of people are motivated backwards so they look at something that went wrong in the past or they want to run away from something that they don't want to be in and that drives them forward whereas 
can you be motivated by something that is coming because you consciously choose to create it for yourself? So then you pull yourself forward instead of being pushed forward from behind. Does it yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Charlie's come back on. Sorry, Hector. Go on. Uh, <laughs> okay, is Charlie. it wise to force ourselves to do things that we know we need to do stroke change or can forcing motivation do more harm than good? It depends what it is, I guess. Charlie, enlighten us. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. But thank you for Charlie. I again. mean, if it's something harmful, uh, well, it's probably best not to be doing it. But you know, if it's you know, if, if it's talking about, for example, something that might create a bit of anxiety or quite a lot of anxiety or fear, which is not going to cause us any harm, then I think it's probably a wise decision to find ways to en engage in whatever that is. And for some people, it's kind of for, you know it would involve forcing yourself yeah. even even the first few small steps towards achieving that goal mm. it's even it's, go, going to the exercise class forcing yourself to go through the door Yeah, people used to call me when I worked up the road there uh, some clients would refer to me they used to tell me that I am manual pushy and I'm like <laughs> well yeah I kind of have to be because again going back to the other point look where non-pushiness has yeah. kind of ended you up mm-hmm I heard um, the other day I was I was watching uh, a Super Soul Sunday. Oprah Oprah Winfrey has their show Super Soul Sunday, and one of the guests was a woman who had lost her entire family in a in a fire. And they spoke about resilience. And one of the things that I heard her say is, uh, you know, because obviously when it happens, you don't want to get out of bed in the morning. Like, what what point do you have to live? <laughs> yeah. You lose your whole family. You're the only yeah. one that survives. And she said in one in, in a speech that she gave to a young girl's school saying, I had to, like, I, there came a moment that I thought, I cannot think my way out of bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah, to yeah, do it. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I yeah. cannot yeah. think yeah. my way out of bed. I have to do it. So you can think about so many things in your mind. It's the same about realizing dreams or going after that that particular thing that if you always if you always wanted to do I don't know mm. become a painter or write a book you can't think your way into doing that no no that, I it think, requires yeah. a certain amount of action no, I, I mean that that's you know certainly yeah. from my point of view that's the that's the kind of third part of that kind of link you know we've talked about or third or fourth you know we've talked about having an awareness of what's going on having an awareness of how you're feeling yeah. having an awareness then of the of the thoughts that then are attached to that and then as you say that the next bit then is at some point to break that cycle yeah. is, is that we need to change some of the actions or the behaviors you know doing less of something or doing more or something to to break that whole cycle yeah. so absolutely it is at some point action is is a necessary part of that process of change i think hang on he's back again he's giving you guys a run for money tonight <laughs> okay Thank you very Charlie. Much, Charlie. for example let's say we know we need to be more confident in ourselves and stop putting ourselves down then it flips the other way and we become overly confident bordering on egotistical where can we find the balance oh, this Ooh, man we this, need to get this man implies in. that egotistical <laughs> is a negative thing Absolutely, I was thinking exactly the same. Yeah! Ooh, Charlie, back in your box, Charlie, back in your box. <laughs> okay, no, I think that... I, I'm curious I'm just about your perspective, okay. Hector. <laughs> so, I, um, there, there's an assumption that when we say that somebody is egotistical, we, that that is a negative thing. But at the same time, we're also, which is, you know, another argument in some ways. But I think 
we, we have also said in this show and what Nicole's saying this evening is that actually if you want to set a goal for something why set it at the at the midpoint why not I set agree. it at the, at the te- top point because you you'd only ever achieve the one that you're you're trying yeah. to achieve so if that's egotistical well then man i'm egotistical <laughs> and uh, and well, also a, so, yeah, no, because i'm just going to say that yeah. uh, sorry to interrupt no, um you. that um what is being confident about what you can and can't do egotistical is is it's saying you know talking about your qualities mm. and your strengths which you believe you have is that egotistical i think probably not i think that's just about kind of saying being kind of confident in in what you believe in and who yeah. you believe you are yeah and you can't make a change if you don't believe you can make the change exactly you can't think your way out of bed but you, you have to start with that exactly. thought i've got to get up yeah. you've got to yeah. get up and, and you need to get that? confident that you can actually do that and is that egotistical and actually this brings me to a subject that is very close to my heart which you one got one minute 45 oh, seconds okay. no. <laughs> so do you want to pause that thought till afterwards are you going to hang around to that in the news and carry well, on well it's very quickly is the is to look at life from an even greater perspective and see how we are conditioned as a society because this is where oh, I think it links yeah, in yeah, yeah. so so are you going to hang around to discuss that point further? I'd like to do that. We would like you to kick around a bit longer. <laughs> okay, brilliant. So we've got some news coming up in about one minute. So think of something safe for a minute, Hector. Okay, so after <laughs> after the news and there's going to be some answers and a bit more music, I think we're going to come back to Nicole. She's very kindly agreed to stay stay uh, for the rest of the evening, which is great. The conversation's going well. Always, as always, inviting people to join in the conversation through the Facebook page. Uh, one of the things we might start thinking about then is, OK, we've got an idea <laughs> about what we think mental health may or may not be. What I might then... Uh, yeah, no, go on, I'm let's going do it. Go on, let's do I'm it. I'm going to ask Nicole. Yeah. OK, because from my perspective, how do we then help people change? How do we then, in, in NHS and health service terms, how do we treat people with mental yeah. health problems? There you go. That's what we're going to be talking about. That's what we're going to be Brilliant. I think that's great. So we will see you very shortly in literally uh, about 10 minutes' time. We're going to have some Daniel Beddingfield where they've got to get through this, and we will see you very, very shortly.
on our Facebook page, Pure West Radio. From Wolf's Castle to Warwick's Castle. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. I'm Charlie James and here's the latest news for Pembrokeshire. Storm Dennis has said to have brought a month's worth of rain in 48 hours to flood hit parts of Wales. Flooding and landslides have affected swathes of South Wales in what police declared to be a major incident. Hundreds of homes and businesses have been badly damaged with the Welsh government preparing to provide extra cash to councils to help the clear up. More than 20,000 properties across the region suffered power cuts during the storm. South Wales police said Rescue agencies had been dealing with multiple floods and landslides. Assistant Chief Constable Jenny Gilmer said it's vitally important that people still follow safety advice. Whilst things may appear to be getting better, there is still a serious risk to people and property. Richard Prendergast, Assistant Chief Fire Officer for South Wales, said the service had taken nearly 1,400 calls in just 12 hours. Crews had faced massively dangerous conditions and praised them for doing an amazing job job. He added, our main hope is that we avoid any further loss of life. A councillor who resigned after Pembroke Town Council voted against taking down a portrait of an ex-mayor who was convicted of raping a child has said the council isn't respecting the views of the public. The mayoral portrait was on display in Pembroke Town Hall amongst 